This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Should Never Ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 255, Sleeper Hold. Ooh. That's good, because it really feels like the Red Bull's defense are putting people to sleep right now. In in a good way. In a good way. They're choking their opponents out. Yeah, they are. So, uh, very good, what, four-day stretch for the Red Bulls? Good. Uh, great. Sorry, Good. Great. <laughs> Historic, I guess, technically. There you go. There you go. Uh, see, historic has been ruined for me because everything in WWE is historic. Right. But what we're talking about is is actually historic. Right. This is actual history made for the Red yes. Bull. So not, yes. not, the first part, not so much. Right. The second part, yeah. So first, Red Bull's win 4 nothing in their MLS season opener against the Portland Timbers. Uh, host them in front of kind of disappointing crowd, but I guess not really disappointing considering the the weather and the, the coldness of uh, last weekend. Yeah, it was cold. We, yeah. we all know. We all know how cold it was. Yeah, we were... A bit chilly. Uh, it was had to be like around freezing by the time we walked into the stadium. The way it felt, with the wind chill at least, it felt that way. Uh, ben Mines, welcome to MLS, your first ever goal. Carlos Rivas, welcome to the Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and BWP, welcome back to MLS with another goal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all around, really good showing. Most of that came, I think it was after the 70th minute, too, which makes it kind of more impressive. Um, so, you, so usually two games we don't do likes and dislikes, but I, I want to treat the CONCACAF game separately because of what it means. Right, and at this is a league game and a CONCACAF game. and yeah. So it's not two league games or whatever. Right. So let's, let's do likes and dislikes right now. So, Pat, you can go first. What do you dislike about the game against Portland? Uh, let's see. What the hell is there to dislike? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Um, uh... I was always not prepared for a dislike. Uh, it was, <laughs> you could just it, say nothing. I mean, I, 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 oh, here we go. I dislike that we got directed into a crappy parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to uh, when we went to the game to tailgate, I fell for the guy just waving people in really emphatically to the nearest parking lot, which was a tiny one that had a bad exit, and uh, which sent us in a detour through Harrison and uh, Newark, which you can pay a dollar. Uh, to listen to, if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, even if we parked the warehouse, it would have been the same issue. It, so. No, no. People parking in the warehouse went left. Oh. Yeah. They were? Yeah, uh, there is a way the, the main, yeah. So. Oh, I didn't realize you can go. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was a bummer. It was a bummer that we kind of uh, got stuck in a crappy parking lot. So, that was it. That, that, that's my dislike. My dislike is that it was cold. Hmm. And I hate the cold. Mm. And, yes. uh, yeah, it was cold and it was very cold. 
But when you got into the section, it wasn't too bad. But when you went back outside, it was cold. Yep. My dislike is that I had this game exactly to nothing, and then the Rebels <laughs> wouldn't score two more. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't start off with three points. Come on. I mean, I guess I'll share the story here uh, since we did share it on the Patreon page. But well, this will be the only one we'll share. Yeah, this this was good. I mean, it's just a little story that uh, they go up to nothing. Everyone's celebrating, and I say to Pat, uh-oh, Jay predicted 2 nothing. I predicted 2-1. I said, so we need a goal one way or the other, or Jay's going to get a big lead to start. And I mean, what, did we even finish singing Twist and Shout? I don't think we did. It, it, was, under, it was within five minutes, so probably not. Yeah, so we're still singing, and they scored, and uh, Pat and I were jumping up and down, yelling, cheering, and I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck Jay, fuck him, yeah! <laughs> Yeah, that was a special moment for me. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not allowed to share anything else we talked about in dollar. Like we we can't share that we. I mean, it's small stuff. Come on, like we got we got to make the dollar worth it. Like, I think there's like a twenty minutes that we're not going to talk about here. Well, so well, on that on that one, part of that was walking was was driving through Harrison, Newark. So I guess you, I that, can't that part we don't talk about. But I can't tease about the salon that had the pictures from the nineties in the windows. Because <laughs> there's a big not? teaser right there. Yeah, that's the reason to put a, a buck in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So likes for this game, Truman. What, what did you like the most about it? Well, God, uh, do I have to pick something? Well, I we, guess we, we're adding a segment this week. So no, you remember you you're gonna you you specifically requested that. So I did. You could talk more. No, I mean I do I do have a like, and I'm just gonna give it straight up to Ben Mines and and the weirdness of his goal. Uh, being number 17, scoring at 17 minutes and 17 seconds, that Etienne and Kaku, uh, with the assists, number 10 and number 7, and when he scored, there was an ad for the Red Bulls 2 game, which he will probably be in. On the 17th. And it was on the 17th. So, yeah, I, that was fun. That was fun. Imagine, imagine if that goal came one week late, or came this weekend against RSL. Right. And like, yeah. just the same kind of thing. Just because it would have been one more 17 to throw in the mix. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And, of course, the detractors were like, oh, it's the 18th minute. It's the eight, When it's after 17 minutes, it's the 18th minute. Yeah, the, we know stupid the morons. The time was 17, 17. That's right. What That's what right. And about. we're having fun. So I think you've got to get pumped when a 17-year-old scores. Not only is his first goal, the first goal of the MLS season for the Red Bulls. I mean, he kicked off the scoring. He had the game-winning goal. Yeah, he did. He sure did. <laughs> so speaking of the whole 17-17 thing, um, which one of us is actually dying and our brain is just being kept alive in a Petri dish in some lab because <laughs> they're trying to extract information and the 17 is like something to like kind of trigger something and let <laughs> us know that we are, in fact, being kept alive in a Petri dish. I don't know, but probably, whatever, whichever one of us is linking to this is probably the reason why the Rebels are in the semifinals of CONCACAF, too. So. No, yeah. oh, correct, correct. <laughs> the, the Petri dish guys are like, let's give him some happy thoughts before he dies. <laughs> Thanks, Black Mirror episode. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah, it sure is. Alrighty. Uh, like, I'm just going to say the kids, the kids in general. Um, yeah, it's a big one. You know, the... the I, I mean, these two guys predicted the win. Uh, I predicted a loss. I don't think I was wrong to predict the loss. I think they probably should have lost. 
uh, on paper. Uh, but yeah, they got hats off to those kids. You can't, I mean, what was his name? Kyle Duncan was signed just like two days, like a day or two before. Yeah. Yeah. And he played the full 90 and had a nice game. Uh, Fidel Escobar, who I think was pretty kind of garbage, uh, for much, much of his, uh, performances last year, I think made MLS team of the week. Yes. Um, you know, so hats off to every single one of them, but they, they really stepped up. And, uh, you know, considering as long as this team keeps going in Champions League and presumably will take Open Cup seriously again, uh, there are going to be other games to play in which they're going to need to step up. So hopefully this is the uh, a sign that, you know, they'll be able to keep competing when, when, they need, when they're called on. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to – my life's going to be that nobody really had a bad game. No. Which no. Is, it's, which in general is hard to say. Like almost always somebody has a bad game and it gets covered up. But I don't think anybody had a truly bad game. Like there are times where I thought like Etienne Jr. shot the ball too early or held on to it too long. But in general, he had a good game. Everybody no. had a good game. Nobody wheeled anything. No, which it's, I'm it's, sure it's, we'll get to. It's sad that that's becoming a verb, by the way. <laughs> Uh, poor kid. Yeah. Well, that, that ponytail's not doing any favors. No, it's not. All right. So uh, predictions, like we said, I was 2-0, so I didn't get it right. Uh, Trim was 2-1. Pat was a 2 nothing loss, I believe. Let me double-check that since I have it open. It was a loss. I know that yeah, much. Trim so, uh, and I both get a point, which means we are tied for first. One point, and, and the battle has begun. Technically in third because of of how ties work, but basically he's right there anyway. Yes. All right, so on to the second match, and the bigger match of the two. Red Bulls hosting uh, Tijuana in the second leg of their quarterfinal Champions League matchup. Coming to this game with a 2-0 advantage. Giving up a goal, I think, in the first ten minutes or so, something like that. No, no, it was. I think it was, I thought it was like I thought it was the tenth minute. Eh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. It was early, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it was in the first fifteen at least. Yeah. Um. Then Tyler Adams scores and equalizes it before halftime, and then they just run away with it in the second half. House them three one at at home five one aggregate. The Red Bulls became the first. MLS team to beat a Mexican side in both legs of a knockout in CONCACAF and the first team to win a series by two or more goals. It was definitely two or more. Well, because Seattle Seattle is the only other team to outright win a series, and that was by one. The other two wins are, and we'll get to one of them in a few minutes, where Montreal and Toronto, both of them advanced on away goals, so they did not outright win their series. Right. And yeah, you're right, 10th minute. That's exactly when the goal was scored. I just looked. Uh, and Kaku, first goal for Red Bulls. Yep. There he is. On the Kaku, board. Kaku day. It was Kaku day. Uh, before we do our likes, actually, you know what? Um, we're going to say that. We're going to say the email for after, because it kind of covers both games. Righty. So, likes, dislikes for the CONCACAF game. Truman, you go first this time. What did you dislike about it? Uh, the only thing I'm going to dislike is the goal that they gave up. 
only because it was a trickler. And I hate seeing the tricklers go in. You know, the, the Tijuana player kind of just got his foot on the ball, and I hate seeing Robles basically almost on all fours trying to scramble back and, and save a ball he's never going to save. So if there's anything to dislike, it's that which gave us uh, a few minutes of panic. Yep. Yeah, there was a nerve, nervy uh, early few minutes. They had the one that Robles, I think, got a finger on that deflected off the crossbar. Yeah, he got, he did get a finger on the, with the replay from Go ninety. He just barely got enough on it. I mean, it was like it fingernails was pretty much what he got on that. Yeah. yeah. So that one goal, and then it just got a little shaky there. But that's it. That's it. Uh, they they equalized, and then it was uh, it was basically all over at that point. Yeah, uh, same. I mean, that that whole kind of 10-minute, 10, 10-15-minute, 10, however long it was, period where uh, the Rebels were certainly kind of playing on their back heels. Um, I don't know if they just came into the game thinking they could just defend and not worry about it. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it was it certainly made for a stressful uh, couple minutes that uh, like where that awful, awful phrase, that's so Metro crept in my head for sure. Um, but uh, fortunately, things changed not too long after that. So, uh, My dislike is how this game devolved at the end. Um, I, I, I know that when teams, ex- especially in, in a region like CONCACAF, when you know you're not going through, you have a tendency to just start fucking with the other team to, to throw them off, maybe get some goals, but to at least just screw them over for the future. And that was definitely what I thought was happening with Tijuana there, where they were just like just trying to start shit just for the sake of it at the end of that game. Well, what'd you see in the previous game? Uh, I know. Same, same nonsense. Yeah, I know. Uh, the one thing I'll say is the ref, I think, this time handled it better than the ref in the first leg. I mean, there, there were some calls, I'm saying, at the end of the game. There's some calls that he missed completely. Jay's watching like, my head tilt as he's talking. That's like, why he's like the, uh, <laughs> the the boot to almost from wheel's face. That yes, called. yeah, I was I wanted, I was going to mention that because I can't believe I say, that. But I'm saying at, towards the end of the game, I think this ref did a better job of controlling things than the the week before. But that might have been a circumstance of location, not necessarily who was assigned, kind of thing. Because Red Bull Arena. I mean, come on, let's face it. For for the amount of noise I heard on TV, it's probably not that intimidating being the ref on the field there. Uh, nope. You can hear the echo of the drum. That's never a good sign. And again, even colder weather than it was on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fucking colder. All right. Uh, I'm going to start the likes for this one. Uh, just, uh, again, the, the young guy stepping up because uh, – and. What, and our listener mail is going to bring this up. Uh, I'm, and I'm going to butcher the guy's name because that's my thing. Uh, Val, V-A-L-O-T. Pretty sure I screwed that up. Well, uh, his, his, you don't pronounce it V-A-L-O-T. And how do you pronounce it? I'm going to say Valud. Oh, Valud. But, I mean, he, he stepped up again. Like, it's just whatever the Red Bulls did this offseason, and I'm Couching this, we're only we're only like four or five games into that season. So, but whatever the Red Bulls have done in terms of personnel this year has seemed to be paying off so far. Again, five games in, right? Still have a long way to go, 
but so far it all seems to be working. Yeah, it's like every signing they made was good. Every trade was good so far. Yep. You want to go? No, I want you to go because I have something very specific I want to talk about, so go ahead. All right. Um, I like Big Blake will go to Tyler Adams. Um, you know, he he kind of partnered along with Volo in the midfield. They had a really nice game together, kind of shutting down uh, Tijuana. And, of course, you know, he scored that uh, goal that kind of shifted the tide back in and momentum back in uh, Rebels' favor. So uh, Tyler Adams is, you know, looking every bit the uh, the young phenom that he is. Um I'm sure by the end of the season, he'll be wearing the captain's Aaron band just to let us know that he's gone next year. <laughs> um, it's amazing that none of us are going to mention that Bradley Ray Phillips didn't score in this goal, but had three assists, which is just <laughs> unbelievable. It didn't yeah. even occur to me he had three assists, honestly. Three assists. It's, it's amazing. But what I really want to talk about is, I mean, since it was Kaku Day, I, I mean, I want to talk about his goal, but the main reason was... That goal, that ball was touched three times total. If, you, if you're able to find the highlight of the entire play, which I can't find because I watched highlights a hundred times and they never show the actual turnover on the play. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who actually turned the ball over. I don't remember if it was Velo. I can't remember who actually got that ball from the, the Tijuana player. Takes the ball away, one touch to BWP. And that was, an, that was a long, like, not a long ball, but it was a pretty deep ball to him, who then one touch passes it in a crescent moon pass to, uh, to Kaku, who one touches it into the net. Mm. The ball was touched three times on that goal off a turnover. That's beautiful. Deep. And a deep, like, that was almost at midfield. It was not quite at midfield, but it was heading up midfield. What an unbelievable play that was. Unreal. And, uh, for Kaku to score there and for Robles to come running from the other side of the field all the way over to embrace him. Really, really cool. Just what a great moment for him. Uh, already with the big assist on Saturday. Now he gets his first goal. Uh, I think he's now officially just uh, fitting right into this team. I mean, well, is there, I mean, speaking of Robles' celebration, I mean, is there any more jubilant a day than Kaku day? I mean, it is, it is the day of days. Exactly. So, I would I would have said maybe Rusev Day, but no, Kaku Day is better. No, are they building a statue of Rusev in WWE? No, they, they should be. Are we trying to build a statue of Kaku in front of Red Bull Arena? Yes. Yeah, we had the petition. By the way, go check our it's pinned to the top of our Twitter feed. Yep, I think we should all sign it. Are we trying to not mention the fact that Kaku Day is totally a ripoff of Rusev Day, and we just ruined that? Yes. Well, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't say Rusev Day first. That's right. I think Rusev would appreciate this. Yeah, I hope so. Because <laughs> at least we're not trying to bury Kaku. I was, yeah. I, and, and Rusev's probably getting a bigger push on the show than he is on WWE. No, wait, but we just said his name, so clearly he's getting a bigger push here. <laughs> just mention him gets a bigger push. That's yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – I just, you know, again, what a great goal. Yeah, yeah, beautiful thing. All right, um, so the listener listener email – uh, so uh, Stephen writes in Velo was amazing tonight. A lot of poise in the attacking third. Smart defensively. Wasn't happy with Felipe getting traded, but we are solid in midfield, especially after the home win against Timbers. Still have questions about the back though. 
Colin has lost a few steps in speed. Looks like a liability at this point. And Princey, he's always good for a yellow, if not red card, mm-hmm. which I think that's not necessarily true. I think he's like always ridden the edge of the yellow card, but never like really embraced the yellow, like the, the yellow card of game mentality. Uh, and do you still think we need another center back even after the trade for Parker? I don't think so. No, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure we're good. And I'm, and I'm going to guess if something happens, we have enough depth in USL at this point. I, I, well, I think they've shown that now. That there's clearly depth. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the uh, Tijuana's not exactly the high score, you know, the super hot scoring team, but, you know, we did hold them to one goal. I mean, that, that's a pretty good defensive performance over two games. Uh, and you, you figure against Portland, you know, we shut them out. So I... I I definitely don't think that there's much to worry about in terms of the defense right now. Long was always solid, and he's at least healthy, stays on the field. Tim Parker has shown well so far. Uh, Colin, I agree. I do think he's lost his step, but I I still think he's at the very least serviceable. Um, And And he is a great leader in that defense, too. He absolutely is. And and Fidel Escobar had that great game uh, against Portland. So um, I I think we're okay there. I, I don't think we need to add anybody. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's an issue. Um, losing step is not – if if he was a wingback, losing step is, is a bad sign. Being a center back, it all just means you play a little bit deeper. Right. I mean, I, I think it will be fine. So. Uh, so now our new segment that we're introducing this week called Afterthoughts. Basically, if there's anything that we thought of, during our talk about the game that we didn't bring out during our likes and dislikes, now's the chance to do it. So, anybody have any afterthoughts on these two games? Yeah, I, I have one big one. Uh, this team is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and I know we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but BWP's already in form. Yeah. The season just started. He came in as a sub against mm-hmm. Portland and scored. And assisted Trivas, too. Yeah. Uh, sure. I think he, I think he had a secondary assist on one of Rivas's goals, and I'm going to look it up. He the website sucks for MLS soccer. He had three assists. Yeah, he's yeah. had four assists. I think f- is it four total in Concacaf in these past two rounds. Mm-hmm. It it's terrifying. I yeah. mean, good lord, this guy is just scoring and, at an insane rate right and, now. And think of this. Kaku hasn't started CONCACAF games yet. No. He only started no. once, and that was the Portland game. Yep. Yep. We'll probably, we'll probably start getting on a regular uh, schedule, I'd say, this this weekend coming up. So, Wright Phillips, in five games in all competitions, has four goals. Can't complain about that. It's insane. Yeah. Unfortunately, Wikipedia doesn't have uh, assists, so I need to look up MLS's site. Well, it's a bunch already. It's yeah, a it bunch. Is. It's three, four. It's at least four. It's probably, it might be five. Yeah. yeah. The, the notoriously slow starter is starting very hot, which is uh, just great. Um, I feel like somebody wrote an article recently about how, you know, BWP and Giovinco are two of, if not the two biggest stars in the league right now. And uh, so it's not exactly a surprise that they're the two guys leading uh, 
their respective sides to CONCACAF glory. So, um, yeah, I, there's really just not much else you could say about how great PWP has been. That's for sure. So, but uh, it just said, out of curiosity, I think, and one more afterthought would be uh, attendance. How do we fix it? How do we fix <laughs> CCL? Because it's been all, everybody's got their thoughts on the Twitter. How it, clearly, apparently we're not doing enough marketing. You know, apparently a billboard is what's going to get 10,000 more people into the building, but. Um, I don't uh, think you're going to have to fix attendance issues with the next CCL home game. Well, you might have to fix it with our fans. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I still kind of put the onus on us more than anything else uh, because these games are they're scheduled very quickly. It's not like you have a month in prep. Well, we do uh, for the Club America game. What's that? It's like two weeks. We do have about yeah. We have a little more time for the Shivas game. Um, but I'd say it's the same as um, you know. The last time before the Tijuana, I said, "Hey, call all your fringe friends that who even remotely care about soccer and invite them out to Red Bull Arena. Try and rest up the night before, uh, because I know I, I unfortunately was not there this Tuesday because when six seven o'clock rolled around, I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm staying home. So I mean, yeah, that's just it. But I mean, I will say this: I did see one interesting point on uh, Twitter about attendance. I personally don't think it's ever getting fixed." Uh, unless Harrison and Newark become gentrified hubs. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're going to talk about this later, but there's new development happening now. Yeah, I yeah, saw that on, but uh, someone, like someone, uh, Dan Cavello tweeted something along the lines. And what, he's like, he said, the only reason the Knicks and the Rangers draw so well is because they happen to be, their stadium happens to be right upon a major transit hub where lines, train lines are coming in from around the whole metropolitan area. Whereas we have one little crappy train line. The difference there is I'm pretty sure that was brokered ahead of time. <laughs> given was, that given that the, the New York City was being built up when Madison Square Garden was built. Yeah, so I mean it's like, you know, it's just it is what it is. It's where the stadium is. It's just not you know, unless in twenty years they decide to put a new stadium on top of Madison Square Garden to play soccer in. Uh attendance is always gonna be an issue. Again. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Sorry. Me me no care. Yeah. Personally, when I go to games, I don't care who else is there. I'm there. So I mean I I like a big crowd. I do. Sure, of course. We all do. But uh, in the end, yeah, as long as it's a good game, I don't really give a shit. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, Wright Phillips in twenty six minutes in MLS has one goal, one assist. There you go. In one, well, in one that's, game. That's, that's, that's 26 <laughs> minutes in MLS. Yeah. It's not even including the CONCACAF stuff yet. Hmm. Which I'm going to now to try to figure out because. Good, because I'm going to read off a tweet if we're still on our little afterthoughts. Tweets. Uh, this was after the Portland game. Casey Jones at Grateful Shred 23 said, It is refreshing to see our offense not being totally reliant on getting the ball to question and get him getting it to BWP. Not knocking either player. It just feels like we have attacking options for from all over now. And I think he's 100% right. I think, what did we talk about? Oh, God, we were really getting ahead of ourselves because it's one MLS game in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, didn't we talk about that? You shut down Sasha, you kind of shut down the offense. Yeah. That may not be the case anymore because at all. the RZA so far has looked very good. 
Uh, Royer is going to be able to get out open now. You know, Kaku is going to be able to move around a lot faster than Sasha is. Uh, Tyler Adams is moving all over the field as we've clearly watching from these past couple games. He's all over the place. It's, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a faster team with more options. And that's just absolutely huge. Mm. I think if BWP misses a game or two, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. I don't know how many more goals Rivas is going to score, but hey, I'll take him where I can get him. If I can take two from him in a game, wonderful. So three goals, three assists in four games in CONCACAF, by the way. Right. Yep. So he didn't get all three in the game against uh, Tijuana this week. Apparently, somebody else got one of them. I don't know who. Because, and this is and this is so stupid. Before we started recording MLS Soccer, which I go to their site, you can't click on a game score anymore. It just says not found. Yeah. Oh, you discovered that yourself now, haven't you? <laughs> oh no, I knew that. <laughs> so I went to the CONCACAF site. And to get the player stats, I had to go to the lineup and then click on his name and get his. But then they have assists and a and a bar underneath, which I'm guess supposed to represent his percentage of the total, and then two numbers, his and the total. But they don't label anything, so I'm just reading this, not knowing how to read it. And I started counting up the assists. I'm like, oh man, he's got like seven assists. How the hell did this happen? <laughs> and then it occurred to me that. It's his part in the team's total, but it's just why does nobody label their shit anymore? Right, I don't know. A couple more tweets here that I want to read off from. This was after the uh, Tijuana game. Uh, Tonino M on Twitter. He said, "So far, the only goal scored on Robots was a missed handball." There you go. And uh, Casey Jones again at Grateful Shred twenty three. He's he mentioned uh, again after the Tijuana game. Red Bull should be proud of the result. Up until Adam scored, I had the oh no, not this shit again feeling, which we were also Pat just mentioned. Yep. Uh once the Rizza, he is the Rizza from now on. The Rizza yes. came on. I felt we had a much better composure. Happy for Kaku to get his first goal. And how was it just a yellow card for the shoulder high kung fu kick Mawil took? We don't know. We question. have no idea. Um maybe because I don't know. Maybe because Rizzo was was Rizzo on the field yeah. at the time. The field was just Wu Tang was rolling. I don't know. I, it's Concacaf. I mean, don't don't try to explain certain things. Yeah. <laughs> if it happened in MLS and it was still yellow, it'd be a much bigger deal. Honestly. Oh yeah. All right. So Champions League. So the Red Bulls weren't the only MLS team in Champions League. Hmm. Uh, Toronto FC was playing. I don't know what the acronym stands for. The UANL, but Tigres basically. Uh, they lost three two at Tigres, but advanced four four on away goals, which they would not have advanced if it wasn't for an own goal. So take that into account. <laughs> uh, they will play Club America in the semifinals and will host the first game. They they are the lower seed in that semifinal. Uh, Seattle, which was up one nothing against Guadalajara, lost three nothing on the roads. So they're out. Not surprising. I think everyone we all saw that coming. I know I did. Yeah, so especially, means, with, especially when they had to sub out two players within like 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. So that means the Red Bulls will play Guadalajara. Um, the Red Bulls are the top seed because That's so right. far we have, and this is so stupid how they do it. I understand why, but it's stupid. We have 10 points knockout play because we have three wins and a draw. Yeah, we're awesome. I'll take it. We're the best. We're the best team ever. 
So we get the host advantage for the second leg. Uh, leg one will be April 4th at Guadalajara, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Oof. Leg two, April 10th at home. That's what we're talking about. 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's the one we got to make sure there's more Red Bull fans in the stadium for. Get your friends. Get your get some homeless people. Bring them in the game. Tell the homeless I, people who we're for. I advise to the Red Bulls, and I know this is not the way to do things, but don't sell every ticket for $15. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. I mean, we'd all appreciate it, but uh, you do that. Find, find some way to use the, zip, the, the billing zip code as a <laughs> as a price indicator. So Shiva's fans will be out. The farther, they will the fill farther that west way. it is, it costs more money. Well, you know, it's just like everybody who's a red member, because I've red, red members have a pre-sale. Like, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket, and then you resell don't use it. it. You just hold it. Yeah, hold it or resell it on, like, discussion groups. You know, find... You know, or just wait till the last minute to to resell it or something. Like, like just get a ticket. Just get a ticket first, and let's try and keep as many Guadalajara fans out of there as possible because it's going to be a Guadalajara home game. I, I don't see any way how it's not going to be. No, like I said, unless you're selling those tickets at your regular season MLS game. Yeah, that he. It's still going to be Guadalajara home game. Yeah, it's going to be tough to avoid for sure. Yeah. The only thing that you can hope is that. The Red Bulls form continues, and it gets people interested enough to show up. But uh, even when they have good form, they don't show up until June. Yeah, that's the problem. And I mean, we're facing. All right, so here, this is going to sound like a stupid question. What's going to have a better Red Bull attendance? The game against Guadalajara that we're hosting against Guadalajara. Oh, never mind. Actually, I'm wrong because we're we're going way to Orlando. I thought we were hosting them for a second. So now, ignore that. All right. Reading comprehension, kids, learn it. <laughs> All right. Reading is hard. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to talk about the game coming up against Salt Lake City. That game is this Saturday, the 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be the first time the Red Bulls face Pecky as a coach. Ooh. So you know MSU will have some video package going. Um, for Before we actually talk about it, though, we're going to have a question from a – Listener on Twitter, uh, Thomas Hulbert at Tom H U R L B U R T eighty four says, "Do you think Jesse rotates the squad against RSL like he did against Portland?" Personally, I like to see the reserves, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. I thought he was going to say great work, but I'll take good. I guess. I mean, mm. here's the thing: the Red Bulls play on the field ruined it. <laughs> that was so great that nobody else can be great. <laughs> I that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So, all right. So my thought, I don't think you're going to see a reserve team. No, because we're not playing next Tuesday. Yeah. So you're definitely going to see an almost fully regular squad. Uh, I pray there's no Mawil. Because did we not mention that he was absolutely terrible? He has been god-awful so far. Yeah, I think we forgot to mention he's been awful this year. God-awful. I don't know. Do we? I don't know if we actually did or not. That If he took that karate kick to the brain, it might have actually helped him play better. Yeah. Because he has been no good. And I I do not believe he's going to be in this starting lineup whatsoever. He will be a bench man. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think you're going to see. I think this is it. You're going to be rolling with the A's now. So I, I say this knowing full well that correlation does not equal causation, but Mawil was subbed off at halftime, and we scored two goals afterwards. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Hmm. 
Wonder yeah. why. Offense really did take off after that. Yeah. Well, we, we were, you're plus minus zero and then plus two after. So. <laughs> I mean, he has been at best average over the course of his career, but uh, this this year has really just so far been one giant step backwards. I, uh, you know what it feels like to me? It's not so much that he personally took a step back. It's that this team as a whole seems to have taken a step forward. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there there have been uh, some. So, I mean, so far. Yeah. Look, the team looks great. Don't get me wrong, but I just I think there's been plays he's made, touches, passes that have just been awful. I mean, he's uh, been he's been in, put in position to score goals. Yeah. And I mean, shots have barely come out of it. Yeah. Barely. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's been really bad this season, and I don't think it's really just. Bad by comparison. I think he's been bad. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, so uh, RSL comes to this game with a record of zero wins, one loss, one draw, minus four goal difference. So not a great start to the season for them. But again, two weeks is not really an indicator of how they will do. Uh, so predictions, uh, Pat, you go first. What do you think is going to happen at RSL? Uh, I am going to go, oh, man, my gut says not to go with a win, uh, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Uh, I mean, just look, they, the offense has been on fire lately. Uh, RSL is reeling. Uh, but the main reason I'm saying, God, don't listen to my gut is because I remember this Petke from Red Bull days. Like, you know, he he was somebody who kind of dug, dug in and coached very, very well when his back was against the wall. So... Uh, and I, I don't want to. Would not be. Would not be shocked to see that again. Uh, as bad as the teams look so far uh, for him. So, but we have just looked that damn good lately. I, I got to stick with a win. Um, I'm sure I'm going to regret it. At least in terms of points. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm right. But you know, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. So I'm going to stick with two one win because again, we're on fire and uh, RSL isn't. Spoiler alert. My terrible team of the week last week is RSL Oof. because they got absolutely housed by LA Dose five one in their own building. Mm-hmm. That that does not bode well to get crushed by an expansion team. I know we already talked about it last week that uh, expansion teams aren't the way it used to be, but that is a absolutely humiliating home loss. Yeah. I, right now, I think the Red Bulls are better than a freaking LAFC. I don't think they're going to be that tired. I I love a win here. I'm going to say 3-1 just to be different from Pat. Good God, this team looks good. Mm-hmm. And I'm you're right. I think you have to ride the high until they show you a reason why not to. Yeah. And I think if, if it's Kaku coming out there with Sean Davis and Royer and, and the RZA... BWP, I mean, freaking Robles saves almost everything. I mean, good grief. There's no reason to doubt this team as of this moment today. I'm going to write my prediction from last week. 2 nothing win. Um, I, I still think the team's going to win. I think it'll be a, I think this game's going to be a slower start, though. Because traveling from uh, New Jersey to uh, Salt Lake, coming off of that big win against Tijuana, there's going to be, I think, a little bit of an energy dip, but 
the way RSL performed against LASC, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. Uh, so I'm going to nothing. Uh, you know, nice kind of quiet win, if it's, you can even call it that. Just you go go in there, do your job, get out. Just That's all it's going to take right now, I think. And another reason to think the Red Bulls are going to win, have you guys noticed that Jesse is now constantly angry and mad? Have you noticed? He's just... He's just not happy anymore. Maybe he's just, he's like laser focused. He's always got this. I mean, they scored that third goal against Tijuana. He didn't smile. I don't think he, he Bill Belichicked it. He didn't even crack a smile. He was like unfazed. So I'd be, afraid, I'm afraid of Jesse Marsh right now. Maybe the players are too. Mm. Hey, Ghostly Jesse Marsh. You never know. It might work. <laughs> That was my eerie music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so before dumping around real quick, uh, this weekend is the season opener and s- sort of home opener for the Red Bulls. Uh, I say sort of because they're going to have two homes this year. One is Red Bull Arena. One's Montclair. Uh, right now, the soccer stadium at Montclair is under construction because they're expanding the facility a little bit. So they will not be playing it at Montclair until June. But this week at Red Bull Arena, 1 p.m. start time on Saturday. So if you're like me, go to the arena, get get to see Red Bull Arena with a probably, what, not even a 1,000 people attendance? Yep. Almost yep. sit wherever you want. Like, no concession lines, no lines to bull shop. Like, take advantage. Why not? And uh, they'll be facing TFC2. Uh, I don't know who's on the roster. I, I saw something about Moreno might be on the roster once all the paperwork gets put out or put through. But, I mean, come on. You get a chance to look at, uh, you know, the future Red Bulls. And apparently they announced that they signed six players today. So, <laughs> And who knows? They might sell a specialty Red Bulls St. Patrick's Day jersey like they do for other sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, so apparently, apparently they signed Brian White, the 16th pick from the, the draft. So you can see him. Flemington uh, zone. Nico Devera, the 31st pick. Tom Barlow, the 39th, and uh, Jared Stroud and Jose Anguilla, the, the fourth round picks. So it looks like all the draft picks are, are coming our way. And uh, apparently, a FC Dallas kid. Oh wait, no, he was was selected. He went to Dallas. Never mind. But a former Rebels player went to Dallas. So ignore that. Uh, also, you, if you can go to the game, you get to sit wherever you want. Still, right? I, I think so. I, hope so. I mean, my so my ticket says Section One and Two General Admission. There you go. But there you I, go. I, assume, I assume I'll be able to sit wherever I want. Yep. Going downside, I think it's going to be, you know, like lo, like low forties, high thirties. But yep, cold AF. But then you just sit in the sun yes, if you want to. Sun. <laughs> yeah, it is one o'clock, so you'll have that at least. Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely gonna try to get there around like twelve fifteen ish because I want to check out some of the stuff in the bull shop this time around. I didn't I didn't want to risk it in the last game. I think it would be too crazy if they bother to open it. That's yeah. the other thing. They'll, they should have some of the merch stands open, right? At least they might. They'll have a couple. Well, we'll see. So if you're going to the game, tweet me. Red Bull Rant High Five. We can do one. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while, so yeah. All right, time for the dumping ground. Uh, we'll try to make this quick because I think we've been going on a while now. Uh, so first, we t- I talked 
real quick about this earlier. Uh, the warehouse area near Red Bull Arena is planned for new development. Uh, the current plan will basically take out all the parking that is now available on the north side of Gunyan Drive, which is the side with the warehouse. So basically from uh, was it Frank Rogers? Is that the main street? Mm-hmm. Up to Red Bull Arena on that, basically near the rail line. That whole area is going is tagged for new development, which means all that parking goes away. <laughs> There's gonna be nowhere to park anymore. Nowhere. I, I did look at the plans. It looks like there's garages going in, but I mean, I you, I would say say goodbye to tailgating. That's for sure. Yeah, because because those garages, I imagine, will either be for because I think there's apartments going in there, so they're either uh, for the apartments or they're going to be like, yeah, you can park here, but it's a parking garage, so don't do anything. Yeah, so I mean, I think there will still be spots left for people to park in, but uh, again, it, it's you know, it's what I said. It, it's a, it's you know, if the area gets built up, then you're going to start seeing better attendances regularly so it's not a bad thing but yeah. i i know i know there's a, a contingent of fans that like to tailgate so yeah but and I, th- and I think the gravel lots tagged at some point to be developed too so yeah it's all going away all right uh next uh minneapolis chicago and vancouver all withdraw from the 2026 world cup bid i only saw minneapolis i I don't know who added Chicago and Vancouver to that, so thank you, whoever. Either one of you did that. That was me. Clearly, it was not me. I mean, come I don't on. Know. <laughs> it was added. I didn't see the cursor. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, at least for Minneapolis, they cited the reason they withdrew was uh, due to their inability to negotiate terms of various agreements in order to provide sufficient protections from future liabilities. Basically, they don't like negotiating with FIFA. It's pretty much the same thing for Chicago and Vancouver. Okay, that makes sense. Right, so, uh, so can anyone? Uh, so who's who's playing the violin as this ship goes down? Huh. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, nobody minds going to visit uh, from Morocco in 2026 because this shit is not happening. I mean, what the third uh, biggest? At least, at least it's a joint bid, right? Yeah, you know, the third city in the United, third biggest city in the United States isn't going to host a World Cup game. Yeah, this is not happening. Um. But, but, you know, I don't blame them. I don't blame these cities. I mean, FIFA comes in, they, they they suck everything dry and don't leave anything behind. I mean, sure, it does help local businesses, bars, stuff like re- hotels, restaurants. Um, but, you know, other than that, I mean, they really do. They don't they don't pay pay for police overtime, anything like that. So, yeah, I get I get why nobody would want to. I mean, look at Brazil. They built a stadium yeah. in the middle of a forest, and it's just sitting empty. So, I mean, it's different. I mean, we we could host the World Cup next week if we wanted to. That's you know, true. We, have, we the, have everything in place for it. We've got the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, so it's different in that case. But you know, it certainly wouldn't cost us as much as a place that does need to build all the stadiums. Um, but it, it's you know, it, it's just, what do you expect? I, I don't blame the cities, and I, I don't until FIFA changes his ways, and as long as people will allow them to come in and do whatever they want, they won't. Uh, I think maybe you can possibly kiss the idea of having a World Cup in the United States goodbye. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I don't blame those cities at all for backing out. Hopefully something happens where we can get at least Chicago back in. Now, if I understand, I think they they submitted the final list today, so these these three cities are out. It's it's Nashville, Miami, Portland. <laughs> is Portland 
Is Portland really on the list? They're gonna go. For, they're gonna go for the hipster towns. Here's our hipster soccer towns, man. Yeah, there's a list. Hold on, I, it was actually on. Let me. I can. Because my question is, if it, I guess they would play at the University of Oregon. Uh, sure. They're not playing Gerald Wen, right? Because that's too small. Jay, you realize I'm, I'm bullshitting this, right? It's all yeah, bullshit. I mean, I, but I could, I could see them actually doing that. That's the thing. I'm just going to play in hipster towns, dude. All right. Uh, so it's basically here we go. Here's the list. Uh, so stop shifting around, you piece of shit screen. Uh, uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Kansas City, LA, Miami, Nashville, uh, MetLife, so East Rutherford. Uh, Orlando, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, D.C. Mexico is put up for their three sites. Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. And Canada is still has Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton in the running. Edmonton. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> one, the one, th- the one thing I'll say is if I'm between Baltimore and Philly and I have a chance to go, I, I might do it. Like, not, uh, not, not, even if it's not the United States, just to say I can, I can go into a World Cup game. If they had a single game within, oh, I'd go to any game in New York. But I mean, you know, U.S. pretty much I would just try to get to any game. But again, I don't think it's going to happen. So, all right. Uh, next, the New York Cosmos are not dead yet. By the way, hmm. uh, they are moving to the NPSL. I think that's something we we kind of said they might do, but. It, Bigger news, they're petitioning U.S. Soccer for entrance into the Open Cup. And their logic is that they filed the paperwork and paid the entrance fee last year before any of the NASL closure shit happened. And then, for some reason, they decided to put in their letter to U.S. Soccer. Uh, MPSL is treated unfairly since USL has representation on the Open Cup committee, which favors PDL. So they want to ruin another another league. They want to ruin another (laughs) league. By bitching and moaning. Well, in fairness, NPSL is amateur, so it's kind of hard to run in the ground. Yeah, come on, they'll do it. They'll find a way. Oh, they'll, they'll run all the paying team or the all the pro teams into the ground that are in that league. But so basically, they're like, we filed the paperwork and paid, which I'll give them credit for. If they pay an entrance fee, they should get in. However, maybe they should play a qualifying match. Why not? Since, they should be able to house any qualifying since, matches, right? Since the NASL is out. You can't give them the NASL sporting bid, so make them qualify. Yeah, I think throwing the the USL's unfairly represented thing just reeks of sour grapes. Of course, it does. It's what that what that team's been based on. I think another thing that they they're they're arguing is also that because uh, MLS teams that do twenty three teams that are able to enter uh, the tournament, so uh, that's another thing they're arguing because. You know, they essentially are dropping down a couple levels in similar fashion. But U23 teams are technically amateur, right? They're not paid. Uh, they, yeah. It wasn't, didn't you just say that's an MPSL is uh, unpaid as well? Well, so, okay. So MPSL is different. So here, here's the where I get into the legalese of shit. So college players and eligibility, that's where all this stuff comes in. So college players do not lose their eligibility if they play on a team where the whole team does not get paid, which is why PDL is a thing, because it's basically college kids, they're off for the summer, they need to give them a place to play. If a college kid goes and plays for a team that gets paid, they can't keep their college status anymore. And I believe PDL does this as well. So PDL and NPSL, I believe both have 
technically amateur and professional teams in the same league. It's uh-huh. just that the professional leagues aren't the professional teams aren't paid a lot of money because uh-huh. there's not a lot of money in those leagues. Yeah. But they specifically have teams that are quote amateur to cover the college students and their eligibility. Mm-hmm. So the question is the USL, the, the U23 teams, if they are technically amateur, because I believe what happened was a few years ago, they said USL teams could not compete because you had a professional team, right? Two, two professional teams owned by the same organization. So if you have a U23 team that is not control, well, that they basically can't be controlled during the tournament by the MLS side, then it removes the competitive advantage. That was what the, that was people's concern. Was uh, if I am an MLS team, I can dump my good players that are on the bench down to USL, and then basically try to run both teams into the, the, the finals of the tournament. So they said, okay, well, MLS USL sides are out because of that, but a PDL team, I think. So the U twenty three team for the Red Bulls is in PDL. So I think that team is technically amateur, mm-hmm. which might be why they're allowed in the tournament this year. I, I honestly, that was the first I heard about it was today when I saw that their their letter. Yeah, uh, whatever. I don't give a shit. Let them play. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Fuck them. They want to play. Play. I mean, if they have a stadium, well, okay. sure. Right. I'm sure they'll uh, find a high school baseball field to play on. It'll be all good. Yeah. All right, and so my last thing, and this is something we should have talked about last week, but we forgot. Um, the state of Ohio is suing uh, Columbus Crew SC and MLS to stop the relocation. Uh, apparently, after the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Cleveland Browns stuff happened back in the 90s, the state passed what they called the Art Model Law, which forces an owner that gets public resources to get six months' notice of intention to relocate and allow other basically – local people and towns, the ability to purchase the team. And they're saying that they have, the team has not allowed the intention to buy or has, has not given the chance for anybody else to buy the team. Right. They're like shooting down any uh, potential bidders on the team. Yeah. So they're trying to, so the state's trying to use the law for the first time to basically stop the, the move saying you get money for the stadium, you get money for um, the parking lots and everything around the stadium Basically, you're getting all this. Ta- you're getting taxpayer money. State says you have to give us a chance to buy it back. You're not doing that, so we're taking you to court. Good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that anything will happen, but good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of okay with the idea behind it. Just kind of like, all right, well, you won. Here's your chance to buy it, and then they go, eh, well, we'll pass. You know. <laughs> Did you really see the, the state buying the Columbus Crew? I don't. Well, I don't see the state doing it either, but there's got there to be owners. Yeah. There's got to be owners that are looking to buy it now since they want to keep the team there. So, yeah. Well, there, there are people there to buy it. Great, you know, but uh, it certainly is. Uh, it's a mess. I mean, it's certainly a mess. Yep. All right. So that's it for me. I think that's. I'm guessing Pat doesn't have anything. See, anything on the agenda? Uh, well, I you you pretty much talked about what I wanted to talk okay. about, which is the uh, World Cup. So yeah, I think we're good. I already mentioned our terrible team of the week. Yeah, there you go. And we're going to play them. So hopefully they stay terrible. Oh, uh, random news, random funny news about this wonderfully crazy, insane sport of soccer that we watch. Uh, a owner in Greece. Oh yeah, protested. <laughs> I'm sure most of you've heard about this. Protested. I did not. In, 
a, a call on the field by going on the field with a gun. Yeah. Oh, wow. You yeah. talk to the refs. And so now, if I'm not mistaken, what I saw like yesterday or today is that uh, FIFA is is uh, pretty much looking to ban Greece from all competitions because of this. Because of because uh, apparently this is not the only incident. This is all just more of the fallout because uh, Greece is a complete uh, mess uh, and has been for years uh, with its economy going in the toilet. And I guess now violence is on this extreme uptick. And it's not affecting the games. So, uh, but I, it's just, I mean, I love the sport of soccer itself, but I just also love the insanity <laughs> that you can get from corners in the world in it as well. So they never should have let them have that Olympics. Nope. That, that was it. That yep. was the, the, the was beginning of the awesome. end. Yep. That just almost single handedly is pretty much destroying that country. But it was bankrupt of the country. Yep. And the fact that they let people, I think, retire at what, 35? That's yeah. but it is something insane. Yeah. Oh, I did not hear about that. Oh, and but I mean, before we go, uh, we have to say congratulations to Pat for making his TV appearance because it uh, was great. What a great appearance! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank we've you. already made memes and T-shirts apparently about it. So we, we have. Uh, if, <laughs> uh, most of them are privately have been privately traded, but. Uh, yeah, if, uh, if anybody wants to still watch it, that episode is being – well, it's being re-aired Sunday at 6 on Investigation Discovery, or you can go to investigationdiscovery.com, search Evil Talks, and it is the, – the episode is called uh, Rival Affections. You can check it out. I'm in it – I don't know what – I mean, it's an hour-long show. I'm in it for five minutes, four minutes? Maybe. Maybe, maybe four minutes total if you added all the little parts together, but totally worth it. You know what the best part is? What's uh, Seeing the picture of you on the court board. That's my favorite part. And on the, uh, on the, uh, the computer screen. That was yeah. the best. Uh, fun fact. Uh, that picture was taken by my coworker at church after church one day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I, I had to change out of my church shirt because I was like, I have a feeling the church isn't going to want their emblem in this thing. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, uh, that's, that's the fun fact about that little photo there. Yeah, go watch it. It's great. Jay has to do it too. So yeah. So by the way, we got a tweet uh, about ten minutes ago while we're okay. recording. Uh, I th- we we kind of gave him this exact or given this exact uh, sentiment already, but uh, David at DJS eight two seven says uh, the team looks like they're ready or team looks like they're ready out of the gate. When was the last time we could say that? I haven't been this excited for a season since it was Henri's last year. Uh, yeah. Uh, all I can say is I'll that's so metro this for a second is I think in 2011, the team came out really, really hot. And then I wrote an article on NJ.com saying they were the best team in MLS and they promptly went on a losing streak. So, <laughs> I, I think this is more of the stories that you're not allowed to write anything. Oh well, yeah. So as long as I don't write anything, we're good. You know, as long as I don't decree them the best. So I'm going to say, uh, I'll believe it when they're raising trophies over their heads. So yeah, but I, I get excited. I think we deserve it. Let's all yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they, they look. Good. I think they'll definitely be competitive this year. Yep. All right, so we're good. Time to wrap this one up. We're good. Wrap it up. All right. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rebel rant. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash rebel rant. One dollar a month. 
is all it takes for you to hear our exclusive content. And uh, the big one will be coming up in a few weeks, the February slash March 2018 roundup, where we talk about everything that's happened uh, competitively between CCL and MLS up until uh, the end of March uh, with guaranteed guests. Still to be determined, but guaranteed guests. Um, And I'm going to announce right now, we're going to have a WrestleMania preview for you wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. With all two of you, at least. With the one Dave Martinez. Yeah, yeah. The Mave is back. You everyone misses the Mave. Yes. This is this is Dave. Who's got Dave Martinez's return, even if it's not the Soxer? It's us. Who better than Martinez? Uh so again, one buck a month all takes and it, we already have two exclusive shows up there. One one of which has already kind of gone by the wayside because WWE was but live post game from the Portland with a 20-minute ride-along through Harrison and Newark. If you want to listen to us just ramble in the car. It's good rambling. It is. We've got to go deeper next time. Next time we're going to go deeper. Yeah. Get more meta. Yeah. Meta. That's that's when we just, like, get Pat to drive another, like, six blocks out in Harrison. (laughs) Turn around. We could all we could all meet at my house and go to an FC Madison game, which I found out is a team that exists. That's not too far from where I live. All right. What what level are they? MPSL. Oh. Hey, maybe they'll play the Cosmos. That's right. We'll definitely go to play the Cosmos. We'll be there. Um, if you want to email us during the week, uh, like Stephen did, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you would like to call us and leave a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash rebelrant. I swear at some point I'm going to start updating that thing again. I'm pretty sure I haven't posted in like a year. I swear at some point I will. Uh Twitter at Red Bull Rant at Doc the Stooge for myself. Remember, I'll be at the Red Bulls two home opener this week. If you want to uh, hang out at PMAC DA two for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can find a sound, uh, podcast. You'll find us. And hey, if you if you whatever your podcasting is, if it has a review system, please leave us a good rating yes. to help other people find the show. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't even checked to see what our iTunes rating is because it's probably amazing. It's probably the greatest of all time. I would, I would hope so. I don't think it's even ever been updated since we switched feeds. Uh, this is a good question. I have no idea. I should probably go check that out. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, last words before we get out of here. Michael Pecky, I love you, buddy. You'll always be a hero, but you're going down this weekend. Red Bulls, who win? Uh, our uh, our iTunes rating is one and a half stars out of five. We're all that means we're great. We're amazing. We're number one and a half. So, um, with that wow. in mind, let's do better than that uh, as a team and win. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this is episode number two hundred and fifty-five. Rebel rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out.